This is the BAM School Podcast, where we talk about business adventure and mission with your host, Buddy Rathmel. Hello, and welcome to the BAM School Podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Rathmel. My guest today is James Kwan. He is the CEO and founder of Figments, a design company in Rhode Island, and a really great and generous guy. I was introduced to him by one of our BAM School students, Chris Cahoon who was an earlier guest on the podcast, and I'm excited for you to hear some of his story today. So, James, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, buddy. Yeah, I, I'm really um, looking forward to it, excited um, for our listeners to hear uh, a little bit of the story that I've heard about you. But could yeah, you same. start off just by giving us a 60 to 90 second kind of uh, life in a nutshell? <laughs> Sure. Uh, so uh, my name is James Kwan. I'm the CEO of Figment's Digital Creative Marketing. Uh, we started as a design agency, but really grew into a full-service digital marketing firm. Uh, I actually run three or four different companies now um, as we turn Figment's into an umbrella company that has different subsidiaries. We call them business units. Um, I am married almost 10 years, two kids. Uh, we are praying about and going through the process of adoption right now. So um, two boys and hopefully, God willing, we'll have a, a third uh, uh, maybe girl in the, in the near future. Um, yeah, uh, originally from New York City in the Bronx, uh, went to high school a little bit in Northern Virginia and then came up here for, for college and I loved uh, the Northeast and so I just kind of stuck around. It is cold though and so we often make it out to uh, warmer areas uh, as often as we can, basically. So uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I think uh, 30 seconds, right? So I think pretty good. <laughs> so what's your favorite warmer place to go to? So uh, the kids are at the right age to be Disney fanatics. Uh, and yeah. I kind of reluctantly went a couple years ago, two or three years ago. And I was like, yeah, I guess we'll go to Disney. It's fine. Uh, they might not remember it, but let's just go. And but I fell in love with it. It was like yeah. I was I was overwhelmed by how amazing it was. First of all, one of our family core values is find magic everywhere. And cool. um, it was so magical, like waiting in line even for rides. There's like little games you play and little like, uh, you know, hidden things that you find. And uh, Walt Disney has always been an entrepreneurial hero of mine. So I've always uh, I've followed his story for a long time, Roy Disney, and um, and loved just the thoughtfulness of everything from the lines to the tickets, to the app, to the, the whole experience just kind of blew, blew us away. And then the pandemic hit and, uh, we didn't want to be holed up in our house in the Northeast when it's, uh, like negative three degrees out. So right. we escaped new England and, uh, lived in Florida, lived in Orlando for two and a half months or so. And, um, that was great. We got annual passes. We went to Disney a lot. So we went from like skeptical <laughs> about Disney to going to Disney virtually. My, my wife and kids went virtually every day and uh, wow. we're about to go again. We just booked more tickets <laughs> for uh, January. So we're, we're headed out soon. That is awesome. So you said one of your family core values is find magic and everything. Yep. What, what does that look like for you and your <laughs> wife or, or how do you pass that on to your kids? Yeah. So, um, a little bit of the, my entrepreneurial history is starting business. I actually started in culinary. I don't know if you caught that, buddy, uh, but my, I, I have a degree in no. culinary. That's kind of where I explored my uh, creative uh, desires. Like I wanted to learn more about uh, food and make food. Turns out 
you don't really get to be creative in a kitchen. Uh, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a, it's really good marketing and false advertisement. Um, yeah. so I quickly got out of culinary, did graphic design, entrepreneurship. Um, and, um, I started a design agency, but what I fell in love with when I started business is business itself. Uh, and one of the things that, uh, you learn in business quite quickly is, uh, mission, vision, core values. These are kind of core, like people talk about them a lot and people, a lot of people yeah. do them poorly. Um, but, uh, I was in my C12 group, which is a Christian CEO roundtable. We might talk about that more is, um, how to set core values properly. And somebody made this kind of paradigm shifting, uh, comment in that meeting that you should have core values for your family. You should have a mission and a vision and core values for your family. And I was like, wow, that's, that's profound to think about. Yeah. Our family is a unit. We should be aligned together. We should be going towards the same thing. We should believe the same thing. So, uh, we went through the practice, my wife and I, uh, thinking about the core values of our family and, uh, yeah, find magic in everything was one of those that came up like, yeah, this is truly what we love. Um, you know, what we love seeing in our kids and in each other, when we are able to take the mundane, the boring and, and kind of bring new life into them and find kind of magic in, in the smallest things. And, and when there is magic in big things, um, like in Disney, right. Uh, you just kind of get swept away in it and not be too cynical about it. Yeah. Cool. So what are some of your other family core values? I thought you would ask, I have to pull it up. Uh, so <laughs> I haven't memorized <laughs> them yet. Uh, Christ above all, uh, gratitude for everything. Uh, find magic everywhere. Listen more, help the helpless and, uh, laugh more. Cool. Um, yeah, I love, I, I think that we all have, um, we all have values that usually we haven't codified mm -hmm. and, and I, I create I, my, one of my leadership coaches was <clears throat> phenomenal about values, wrote like a, you know, wrote some stuff on values, yep. but then I took the discovery process from him. I feel like to a next level and, um, of like, helping people discover like what you're saying is, is kind of aspirational values. These are what we're working towards and, or that you own, you, you look uh, like you, that yeah. I didn't fully hit it. So if you are in business, if you're a small business that gets to the size, uh, you will quickly find out there are lots of businesses that follow a program called traction or EOS. Yep. It's kind of a cool, um, yep. it's a cool process, cool, th a cool way of thinking. Uh, the system that they have is called the entrepreneurial operating system or EOS and, yep. um, really cool. Actually the, the own, um, Gina Wickman, I believe was a believer and, um, sold his company, sold the whole system to a holding company, a, uh, a management firm that is part of a, part of the C12 network. So, um, oh, cool. yeah, pretty cool values that are going into EOS now. Anyway, yeah. so the EOS program, the EOS methodology for finding core values is my favorite. You, uh, the exercise is you and your leadership team think about all of the people that you would want to clone in your business. Like you, they're so awesome. I, if we can, if we had a cloning machine, I would, I'd love to have multiples of them. And so you yeah. write their name down and say, what, what is it about them that I want to clone? Well, they yeah. just always show up on time. I love that. Um, or they're always smiling. I love that. They're always doing X, Y, Z. And so you do that, um, uh, with four or five, you know, as many people as you want. And then all of a sudden you start to draw lines, uh, connecting them saying, wow, this person, and this person, they share that. And we really love that about them. We wish everybody had this, uh, constant yeah. positive attitude, a, you know, commitment to blah, 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 blah. And, uh, 
and you're thinking about stories around those core values. And then when you start to boil them together, you get hopefully three to three to seven, um, you know, around four or yeah. five core values that you can say, yeah, this is it. These are the values that we believe in and we want everybody to abide by. This creates our culture internally. Yeah. And that is a powerful way, in my opinion. It's not uh, these empty, hollow, you know, these words like uh, integrity, uh, excellence, you know, that it doesn't yeah, like you're totally. not, you're not a, a fan of somebody because they are, they have integrity, right? Uh, right. Integrity is like table stakes. But you're a fan of somebody because they are gritty. They always roll up their sleeves. They, they dive in. They're ready to, you know, take on any challenge, and they do it with uh, tenacity. So that's grit is one of our um, business core values or company core values. Cool. Yeah, we actually had have had on the podcast before an EOS implementer. Oh, cool. Um, to kind of share the process a little bit, and I, for my own personal, I really looked at EOS, and I ended up going with. Um, scaling up really similar. Yep. Um, so yeah, I huge believer in EOS and what it can bring to a business for sure. Yep. Um, one of the things that I do when I meet with a team and we talk about values is like, I have them use a word to describe it. Like if you said integrity or whatever, but then a description to say what that actually looks like. Cause yep. one person, you know, one person's <laughs> like definition of something but then I go to the next level with them as well and go, which of your values is also an expectation for your team? Like some people have a value of excellence and they really expect that from others. And other people are like, well, I value excellence, but what I expect from others is friendliness or, you know, whatever. Mm, but it's an interesting kind of process to work through with the team because you almost in every team and every situation you'll see people that have expectations of others where they're like, wait, you can't expect that of your teammate or, you know, it's just great fodder for team discussions and mm -hmm. diving in. So cool. Let me, um, let me dive back into some of the business pieces sure. of, um, I really loved the story. I watched the video on your website and want to encourage our listeners to go to, to spell out your domain name. Figments. F I G M I N T S fig, like the fruit mints, like the candy. Um, I have no idea. I'm, uh, I'll know in heaven how many people try to email me <laughs> at fig mints incorrectly spelled or correctly, spelled. you know, um, the, yeah. not the right spelling. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, figmints.com fig, like the fruit mints, like the candy. Yeah. So on there is, is some of their story. It's really cool. You can, you know, see what they do, see some of their, some of the story in video form, but tell us a little bit of one, how you started and then two, how it's grown and you've acquired some and started some other companies. Oh, sure. So, uh, I was saying that figments, we started as a, um, a design agency. I've been doing freelance design for forever, like 20 plus years now. And, I uh, started in school and uh, just kind of continued to always do logos and websites and little graphic design things for friends and family. And um, turned out, I was like, oh, I, I think I could sell this. I, I think I'm pretty good at this. And uh, started working in agencies and started building my own freelance business. <clears throat> and the freelance business got big enough where I, I did the math and I was like, I think we can, I think I can quit my job. I think there's enough here to, to sustain. 
And uh, cool. I convinced a friend of mine who was in college um, to quit school and I quit my job and we kind of did figments together. Uh, we we kind of scoped out, we would do like a quarter million dollars in our first year. I was like, if, if we close this business and we keep these things and I think we could do about a quarter million. That's pretty good, two guys, uh, you know, yeah. uh, roughly out of school. We hit that number in July uh, of our first year. Uh, we celebrate 10 years last October, uh, so a couple months ago now. And um, we're celebrating our, our 10 year, like our 10 years is gonna be all for as long as we can possibly celebrate it. And uh, yeah. uh, that was really exciting. We hit that number in July, that first year. And cool. uh, we closed the year almost double of, uh, wow. of our projection. And we're, it was awesome, we're celebrating. And then uh, like the next year, uh, I had no idea. There's this thing called taxes that you have to pay. Um, <laughs> and it kind of wrecked us because we, we, in our bank account, we had like, uh, just enough to pay the taxes. And then we ran payroll and we had $300 left in the, in the bank account. Oh my goodness. And, uh, my heart sank and I prayed a lot and, um, you know, tears, just really honest moments with the Lord. And, um, I've had multiple, uh, I've been lucky enough to have multiple experiences in my life where I feel kind of like I hear God's voice audibly. Mm. And I, I felt this complete peace in prayer that this is God's business. He's going to do what he wants. Hey, this yeah. was a great learning experience. Uh, you know, I made some mistakes. We did some cool stuff. And if it all ends today, I feel really content. Um, awesome. And I, ha I had this really true peace about that. And, uh, I guess he wanted us to continue cause we closed a couple, <laughs> couple things. And, um, I think that men mental shift was, um, it was, I know it was pivotal for me. Um, we closed the business and then we, from there, we got serious about our taxes, serious about our books. Uh, and then we've grown about 20 to 30% every year. Uh, so we're about wow. a two and a half million dollar company now, um, about 20 or so employees. Uh, and uh, just recently this year, we're making a huge shift where figments, uh, is no longer just one company or one agency. We're actually making figments, the holding company. And we have, uh, three or four brands underneath figments that really focus in on specific areas like enterprise, um, sales and, uh, sales and marketing alignment, um, bite-sized marketing programs for small businesses, uh, courses for coaching, consulting, um, entrepreneurs and startups, uh, to get off the ground and scale quickly, inexpensively, um, hiring as a marketing challenge, lots of like cool little, um, projects like that, that we're trying to get off the ground. That's cool. Yep. So you mentioned C12, um, <clears throat> and, uh, tell us a little bit about C12 and then how has that impacted you? Yeah. Transformational for me as, um, a relatively young business owner. I was always struggling, uh, just like that experience in business where we were almost, we almost went out of business. I didn't, nobody told me about, nobody told me about taxes. How dare, <laughs> how dare I not yeah. know about taxes? Um, and I would, uh, during that time I would just have coffee and hang out with some of my pastors and, uh, they would ask, you know, how's business going? And I'd be like, it's all right. You know, we're struggling with this, 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 you know, how do I fire somebody? How do I, um, <clears throat> how do I <clears throat> tell a client that they can't get something? How do I do this and that, this and that and business specific things. Uh, how do I do it well as a believer? And my pastors would say, yeah, yeah, that's hard. 
you have anybody you can ask you can talk to about that like they did they never gave me any good advice right so yeah. um i was like this is so frustrating they're like they said can, uh, do you know any like christian ceos that you can talk to and i was like do you know any christian ceos especially in new england there's not a lot of us here um right and uh we're like one percent evangelized and it's like uh we have fewer evangelized christians here than the 1040 window so we no way. i'm here because i i think this is a ministry field so um yeah. Uh, yeah. So all of a sudden one day I had that same conversation with one of our new elders and he was like, Oh, my brother's a part of my brother-in-law's part of this Christian CEO group. And I was like, what is that? And I went, uh, and it's been amazing. It's incredible. Every month we meet, um, once a month I go and meet with other Christian CEOs around the table, uh, who are wiser than me, who are, um, yeah, dedicated, who have been doing it longer. And they pour into me with love from not just solid business acumen, but also with this place, uh, a spirit filled place of, um, wanting to guide me and, uh, wanting me to, to follow Jesus. Right. Uh, which is so different than a lot of just typical business advice that you get. And, uh, yeah, the curriculum is great. Uh, the organization is great. Actually, we're the, uh, we're the agency. So there was this, uh, big, um, uh, I guess you can call it contest. There was a contest to pick an agency within C12 to do the rebranding for C12. And yeah. so we got to work really closely with, uh, Mike Shero, the CEO, uh, their marketing team and redevelop the whole look and feel of C12 as wow. an organization. So that's our work. If you like it. Let me know if you don't like it. Uh, I guess yeah. you can let me know too. Uh, but when did you yeah, when C12. did you guys do the rebranding? When did we do it? Yeah. Uh, so the rebranding was about a six month process in 2020. So we finished okay. it up uh, right at the end of 2020. Yeah. Okay, we started cool. the exploratory process kind of in yeah March or April, like right after COVID, yeah. basically, and then uh, and then finished wrapped it up towards the end of the year. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, I felt like their old branding looked great. In fact, we this, met with the C12 guy. Here's my yeah. ambassador logo. Uh, yeah. It's regal. I thought, um, yeah. you know, kind of fits, but it is, uh, it is very like, um, stodgy old white guy in a, uh, you know, in a <clears throat> upstairs, uh, den <laughs> kind of feel into it. <laughs> and, um, they don't want that. And, uh, yeah. So, and it makes sense to, you know, to want right. to be a little bit different. I, I'm just, I'm trying in real time. Um, I want to look real quick. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So you, if you're you've... looking at it, uh, so this is the old logo is just a word mark with uh, C and 12 yeah. and they, everybody, virtually everybody on their team hated the, the serif. Um, yeah. But uh, so we created this really modern, fresh look. <clears throat> the shape, the pentagon, the five uh, five points, yeah. actually represents their five point alignment. So there's uh, five key areas of business that we're always looking at: uh, operational, financial, revenue generation, organizational, and then the key fifth element that no other organization looks at is ministry. So we're always yeah. thinking about ministry as the fifth spoke in the in the hub. Uh, and if you, if you look closely, the, uh, Pentagon is, is angled in such a way that it looks like it's moving forward. Uh, yep. and the symbol at the very, the Chevron at the, at the very right edge is, uh, 
uh, it represents moving forward, but is also a greater than symbol. So one of their one of their taglines is um, "Do is greater than talk." Cool. Yep. Yeah, I like it, man. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. So um, C twelve is is it's a day a month, right? And then. Is it about a grand somewhere in that ballpark? It depends on how it depends on how big of a company that you are and okay. it also depends on where you are. So I think the rates okay. are slightly uh different in different regions yeah. and um but yeah, I would say uh, in most areas it's going to be more than 500 and less than 1000 for a single okay. business. Uh so we have two yeah. people actually one of uh uh, one of our, our president for one of our categories or one of our departments is uh, in C12 as well. So we pay more than that, actually. Cool. Yep. Yeah. So I think we were <laughs> we were talking to a guy in a large city. And so I think they were around a grand for that. But he, I, th- I think he was kind of, you know, ballparkish too. So cool. Well, um, tell me a little bit about how um, the – you know, the story of you in April and how all that came about, the stuff that God was doing there. Yeah. So April is our president. She's the, uh, we met in C12 actually. She ran an agency for 20 plus years, uh, a marketing firm, and they were less digital than we were. Um, and God was doing something in her life. And I'd like to think that this is, this was God's plan. Uh, she had been running a company successfully for 21 years and, uh, it kind of came to a point where she had to sunset or twilight that, that business. And she felt like I'm not done. Um, I want I, I still feel like I need to carry this vision out. And so she felt a calling. Uh, the story is kind of crazy. You should definitely watch the video. There's a lot of details I'm, I'm leaving out here, but, um, she felt a calling to give me her business. Um, so wow. we, uh, she did the, an amazing, humble act of taking taking the business and presenting it to us. Um, we figured out a structure where it was it was like a, an acquisition merger sort of deal, and so we we brought her in. I, I like to use the analogy that it was like ships passing in the night. You know, the ship was kind of calmly, you know, not bleeding and you know going down, but it was slowly going down. And we came up alongside it and took their crew and. And just sailed away. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she joined. Uh, so did about four or five other members of her team uh, joined, and uh, most of them had actually um, stayed on for till today. So they're still still with us. Uh, and her main product, her main offering, called Sales Amp, uh, I think is really unique and deserves a deserves its own spot. So what we've done is really carve SalesAmp out as the main agency, the main entity. Uh, so most of the employees actually are on the SalesAmp team. And SalesAmp, uh, starting 2022, uh, we're starting the very first steps of making it its own entity and getting it out into the world. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, you, you've mentioned a couple things that you guys have. You have trainhire.com. Yep. Um, tell us what train hire does. Yeah. So train hire is a, an offering to help companies hire. And we kind of hear it everywhere right now. Everybody is in desperate need of bringing on new employees or looking for new help. 
And we're, uh, I think hiring is a marketing challenge. <clears throat> so yeah. uh, it's the same steps, you know, tell your story effectively, get people to hear who you are, work them through a funnel, understand who's going to say yes and no, you know, manage them, meet with the people that are most important, uh, you know, the, who get to that, you know, middle of the funnel or bottom of the funnel, uh, delight the customers that you have, the employees that you have, and then get them to incentivize, incentivize them to bring new people to the top. So that is a marketing challenge, all of it. And what I find yeah. mostly is that companies, when they hire, they hang a sign on the window that says we're hiring. Uh, it's awful. It's like, it's like marketing your company by saying, uh, Hey, we, we exist. You should buy from us. It's like, yeah. why, what, what is it? What do you do? Why are you different? Like there's so many questions like that. And so, uh, we developed a, a curriculum, a course to help companies think through, uh, changing their mentality for hiring. Uh, and then the model right now is that we come alongside you, you go through that curriculum and then we, uh, we coach you through that curriculum and, and give you some guidance. It's, we call it the done with you uh, model. And then there's, cool. there's some software, there's some, uh, there's some assistance. Obviously we help you as much as we can. Um, but yeah, lots of cool stuff in train Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, one of the things just in our two short conversations <clears throat> that we have is I definitely see in you a generous heart to support others, help others, you know, you're like even April coming along or, you know, just a lot of those things. Thanks, man. What are, a, what are a couple of your own philosophies, values, whatever around how you create culture? Um, what are, what are some of those things that guide you? Uh, so I really believe that our culture from a business sense is wrapped up in the mission, vision, core values. And again, it's, it, when I say mission, vision, core values, the same thing happens in my mind as it probably does in your mind and your listeners mind, you're probably thinking, Oh, mission, vision, core values is like these, you know, mon these monolithic, you know, uh, signs you hang on your hallway and they, they mean nothing. And when you really unearth what you believe, why are you here? Where are you going? And what are the ways that we're going to get there? That's essentially the core of your business. So for us, mission, vision, core values is, is so, so vital. Um, so our mission, actually, it's funny that you say, um, I'm glad that it exudes because our mission is to help people thrive. That that's our mission. That's cool. why we exist. Um, yeah. it's from the, uh, chariots of fire. Um, I don't know if you have seen this or some, yeah. some people may not have seen this, but there's a. It's a story about Eric Little, true story about this Olympian. It's actually juxtaposed with uh, two Olympians and their their journey. Um, and uh, Eric Little is actually uh, a missionary. And his sister, he's walking with his sister in the movie, and he, she said, he says something like, uh, they're talking about how he wants to go to the Olympics instead of go to missions in China or something. And his sister goes, uh, well, you know, Eric, I know how bad you want to win. And he stops in his tracks while they're walking and says, well, I don't run because I want to win. I run because when I run fast, I feel God's pleasure. And that is exactly what I want for everybody. I want people to live in God's pleasure. And so many people, it breaks my heart. Uh, I go back home to Virginia. Virginia is notorious for this uh, because uh, it's, a, it's kind of a wealthier area. And um, a lot of my friends in high school, they have uh, consulting jobs that they hate. They're getting paid like hundred. $200,000 a year and they hate their life. It's like they hate every day. And 
I hate that for them. <laughs> and I think business is a, uh, is this amazing tool that people can use to leverage themselves out of that situation. So, um, that's why I'm so eager to help people, um, start their own businesses, get them launched. One of our, one of our offerings, one of our new entities is a curriculum to help people do that. Um, yeah. And the vision to see, uh, this actually work for companies and actually help them actually get them to succeed, uh, and do it in an efficient way that, that makes sense. Uh, I think there's a gap there. So we're, we're working every day towards that. And, um, that's, that's what sets our culture. If you believe what we believe, you want to go where we want to go and you're willing to take the steps and, and act the way that, that we act while we get there. Um, that is a good culture fit. So that's, that's our culture in a nutshell. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I resonate deeply with, um, yeah, just with your heart and, um, and I, I think in today's world, like the opportunity, one as leaders and, you know, you as a business owner, but to craft those things that can help people's lives be so much better. Mm. Um, but then even for individuals to go like, okay, how, how is it like, how can I live my life in such a way that I have energy you know, I'm, I'm thoughtful of others. Like I'm not just going to this nine to five grind that's sucking the life out of me in some way, but mm. you know, in the, I think two months in a row has been the largest number of people that have quit their jobs in American history because people are going, yeah, the great resignation. Like people are going, I want to do something that is fulfilling where I'm treated well, where I'm making a difference. Uh, maybe I'm making more money, you know, all these different things. And, um, and in some ways, like I know it stinks for most of us when we, there's some, um, job that we're used to like going to McDonald's and we're used to like <clears throat> being open and there being enough people to serve and those kind of things. Um, but it's, I think there's some really, really good things that are going to come out of this in the long run. Yeah, it's. Man. I mean, even if you work at McDonald's, so it, it's not the job, right? You can you can do consulting and have joy doing it. You can work at McDonald's and have joy doing it. Uh, getting a chance to serve people, it is a it is deeply a mentality shift around gratitude, around humility, uh, and thankfulness that yeah. that changes the way that you look at at what you're doing. Uh, and many times where people get stuck is like this, this isn't really what I want. And I have golden handcuffs and I'm stuck here. Um, and yeah. they're afraid, they have fear of, you know, what, what comes next. This in my gener my generation, my lifetime, we've seen this unbelievable shift and it's only going to get, um, more, uh, more evident that it's so easy to be able to create a business. It's so easy to, uh, start your own thing, make a living doing virtually whatever, whatever you want or wherever you think is, uh, in need of most help in need of most impact. Uh, you can make that dent in the world, right? Yeah. So hundred percent. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm so passionate about helping people realize that because so many people fear that like what, it's, it's a massive lift. I can't, I can't do it. Um, you know, there's so many things going on, but 
I mean, you have uh, young, pretty young people uh, making six figures, being influencers on social media, right. which still like it's that's a category that I don't understand a lot. I'm super interested yeah. in it, but um, yeah, virtually anything like you can you can make money doing uh, whatever. So if you can get by, don't you want to do the thing that's going to help you to thrive, where you feel like yeah, this is my calling. This is this is what I want to do. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. So um, this project that you alluded to, you're calling Alchemy, um, and you actually offered that to the listeners, um, you know, of the podcast yeah. and our our students at the BAM School. Um, tell us a little bit about Alchemy. I, it's an awesome idea. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks. Tell us about it. Yeah. So uh, this is a an offer that I'd like to extend to anybody who's listening now or anybody who's connected in this way. Um, so the Alchemy engine, the alchemy program is around helping people start, scale and thrive in business. Um, so the alchemy engine is actually the, the foundation layer. Um, so the class might be called something else, but the alchemy engine is the curriculum, the courses. Um, there is uh, a suite of software tools that you can use to help grow your business. Uh, we even have a production assistant that can come alongside you and help um, get some of these things together. If you're saying, James, that sounds cool, but I have no time. And, um, I, I don't know, I don't want to learn all this stuff and I can't figure it out. It's great. Well, we have somebody who's skilled who can help you. They're a little bit better than an intern, not as good as a senior strategist, right? They're like somebody who can help you kind of piece the piece, the uh, parts together. And then on top of that, we have one-on-one -on -one coaching. So either with me or one of our, uh, coaching strategists, um, we have live Q and A's usually that are run by me. So, uh, we have those monthly, um, private Facebook group, uh, and then just the, the structure, the, the, the world that we're trying to create here, uh, lots of cool stuff that we're trying to do. So if you're interested, any of the listeners, uh, I would love to send you a class. So the class is made up of for starting, scaling and thriving is, uh, it's modeled off of Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps. You've probably heard of that. Um, so I love the model. I love the framework that Ramsey creates helping people just think about it in like increments and uh, just kind of these key parts. And so I spent a year and a half developing a framework for starting businesses and to seven steps. And uh, so I'll do the seven steps real quick. It is uh, the $100 test, market validation, uh, 10X customers, which is selling those two, more important, uh, and then six month runway. Those, those three things more important than branding, which comes next. And you can imagine how hard it was for me not to go, oh, you need to create a really stunning brand, you know, the first thing. <laughs> no, that's not what you need to do. You need to validate your market. You need to get, uh, sell the thing, try to sell it to, to 10 people, um, create a six month runway, build the world, design the world that it, uh, look bigger than you are. That's step four. Um, build a marketing engine. We call it levers and gauges. Uh, build a team around you, even if you're a solopreneur and then leave a thriving legacy. That's number seven. So if one of those classes seem interesting to you, I'm happy to uh, offer you one of those classes. Or I think uh, the first class is probably where you should start. So um, uh, depending on when this releases, we'll have that set up and uh, happy to share that class with you. So let me know. Yeah, and, and your email that they should email you at? Yeah, you I think that? if you can see this, uh, you can send it to jamesquan at figments.com or you can send it to Jam uh, james at figments.com. Um, 
find me somehow in social LinkedIn or, um, you know, on Twitter or Instagram, and then you can send me a note, say that you, uh, saw me in the podcast and you'd like, uh, you'd like the class and then we'll get you, um, we'll get you a link to that. That's really cool. Yeah. I want to go back. You were, you were saying that, you know, in today's world, like the opportunity for people to thrive is there the opportunity for people to have their own business. Um, what what is your thought? I've been talking to a lot of people lately, and I, I as I was coaching someone, I could feel that they were like, "Yeah, I want to do this thing." Um, for them, it was about finding a mate and doing the work to you know find someone. And but I could tell like there was just like this hesitancy of like going over the edge. And as I was thinking, I was like. I think it's like the promised land, like maybe one out of six, like really fulfills their destiny, gets to see some of those dreams. But so many people that I'm just like, I just feel for them. I'm like, oh, you're, you're so close. Like just do this or that. Do you feel that with people around the business thing that you're creating? Oh, sure. I mean, there are way more people that start than finish uh, the program. Yeah. And I think there is a, uh, you know, fear of the unknown, um, there's a fear of, um, or just a, a feeling of complacency. Like, you know, what I have now is, e is easier, right? Doing nothing is easier than doing something usually. Yeah. So, um, that's why this program, the most successful students in this program have coaching as a part of it. It's more expensive, yeah. but coaching yeah. is such a key port, key part to the program to help guide yeah. you continue to push you along, continue to remind you that, yeah, this is, uh, let's break it down. It feels monolithic, but let's do, let's do this one thing, you know, these two things this next, next week, next couple of weeks, and I'm going to come back and check on you. I'm going to keep you accountable. That that's pretty powerful to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, no shame. I, th I think everybody needs some level of that in their life. Um, I get it through C12 with the peers around me. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. So, uh, being yeah. able to have the collective brain, you know, uh, input into my life is, is really powerful. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much, James, for your time. This was great. I really enjoyed it. One of the things in my life that gratitude has switched. And I said it in the <laughs> middle of this podcast in my mind was I, I always think of the phrase, why does this always happen to me? But like mm. in a really good way, like, like why do, why I, do get I get this? to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And as you were talking <laughs> and I'm getting to learn from you and hear some of these things, I just said to myself, why do I get to be the person hearing, <laughs> you know, learning from James this morning, a, a special one-on-one -on -one class in yeah. a sense of the podcast that a couple hundred other people are going to get to listen to. But yeah. yeah. And it's just a piece where, where gratitude is, is changing the way that I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I used to be annoyed by people who would say, uh, it could be worse. It could be worse. You know, they just kind of shrug it yeah. off. It's like, it could be worse. It's like, yeah, obviously it could be worse. It could be better too. Right. <laughs> um, but that mentality, that shift, if, if that's your, if that's your phrase, you know, buddy, for you, it's, uh, why do I get to do that? Uh, like, I'm so thankful I get, I get to do this. Um, and it truly is if you if you condition your mind and condition your your thoughts to think this is this is the thing that uh the small thing is the thing that i i deserve nothing <laughs> this is the thing that i i'm expecting and then everything else is is gravy that is a mentality shift it's just we talked about you know the career that you're in 
it could be any career as long as the mentality shifts. Uh, this is a small trick. Uh, maybe this is maybe the only thing that you remember in this podcast, but uh, uh, this is a great example. My, my, my wife hates this example, but when I, uh, you know, it's a hot summer day and you're going back to your car and there's a, you know, you're thirsty and there's a bottle of water in, you know, in your car and you're frustrated because that bottle of water is like 120 degrees, right? Yeah. But if you, if you, before you take a sip of that water in your mind, you go, this is going to be great tea. I get tea for free. My, my car yeah. warmed up this tea for me. Um, yeah. it totally changes the moment the water hits your lips. It's like, oh, it's great. This is what I was expecting. This is, this is it's hotter yeah. than I was expecting. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That living your life with that sort of mental framework, your, that paradigm shift is, um, arguably one of the most important things that you can do. And so biblical, like so many, uh, people talk about it today, like Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk and, um, uh, Simon Sinek. And like, there's, there's a bunch of like business authors who talk about gratitude, but the Bible's been talking about gratitude for you know thousands and thousands of years. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's such a, it's such a good thing to a good state to be in and yeah, take that away. Totally. I love it. I love, I, I was just thinking as soon as you said walking to the car, I totally pictured like the hot, you know, bottle. That's a great, <laughs> a great quick, um, mind shift towards gratitude. Yeah. yeah. So, well, thanks so much, James. Really fun to have you on the podcast. Thanks for your offer of the alchemy project to our listeners. And, um, I wish you and figments the best as you head into your celebrate your 10 year anniversary. My pleasure. Thank you, buddy, for having me. Thanks for, thanks for listening and getting to this point. Uh, if I can help with anything, let me know. I'd be honored to do that. Bam school facilitating a global self-funding disciple-making movement through business. Thanks for tuning in to the BAM School Podcast. Find show notes, free courses, resources, and more at forbam.com.